scripture lesson this morning is Psalms 7. O Lord my God, in you do I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers. Deliver me, lest like a lion they tear my soul apart, rending it in pieces with none to deliver. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is wrong in my hands, if I have repaid my friend with evil, or plundered my enemy without cause, let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it, and let him trample my life to the ground, and lay my glory in the dust. Selah. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake for me. You have appointed a judgment. Let the assembly of the peoples be gathered about you. Over it return on high. The Lord judges the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity that is in me. O let the evil of the wicked come to an end, and may you establish the righteous, you who test the minds and hearts. O righteous God, my shield is with God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. If a man does not repent, God will wet his sword. Sword, he has bent and readied his bow. He has prepared for him his deadly weapons, making his arrows fiery shafts. Behold, the wicked man conceives evil and is pregnant with mischief and gives birth to lies. He makes a pit, digging it out, and falls into the hole that he has made. His mischief returns upon his own head, and on his own skull his violence descends. I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord the Most High. Is life fair to you? Have you ever been resentful? Have you ever been afflicted in every way? Everyone criticizes you, even falsely accuses you. What do you do? How do you respond? Is your God still a righteous judge to you, for you? Is life fair? King David lamented, O Lord my God, in you do I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers and deliver me. Lest like a lion they tear, tear my soul apart, rending it in pieces with none to deliver. For whatever the reason, everyone criticized David, who was sitting on the throne. He was the king of the nation, but everyone accused him. But he cried out, 
he cried out, O Lord, my God. He's lamenting, but he said, O Lord, my God. When you see in the Bible, Old Testament, Lord, it is in Hebrew, Yahweh. Maybe you know um, other gods' names, they are mostly nicknames, but Elohim, Adonai, there many other names. But when Israelite call the Lord, Yahweh, my God, is calling, remind the covenant God. When the Moses met the Yahweh, God, on Mount Sinai, and God delivered them from slavery, that's Yahweh, covenant, who promised, God who promised to Israelites, I will deliver you. And he did. So every time Israelites remember, try to remember the covenant God, when they were so desperate, they called my God, Yahweh. In English, Jehovah. Because even though he was afflicted in every way, but David was so close to God, so he could say, my God, my God. Even he is resentful, he could call my God. When your life seems unfair, unfair, can you call my God? You are my God. I'm struggling. I'm in resentful. I'm in despair. This is it. But can you call your God my God? It is so important because the restoration begins with return and say, my God. So David could examine himself. He pulled out his emotions and he could see his issues, problems. So David prays, If I have done this, if there is wrong in my hand, if I have repaid my friend with evil or plundered my enemy without cause, let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it and let him trample my life to the ground and lay my glory in the dust. King David was accused of taking bribe from people because he is king and he was accused of stabbing in the back of his friends and people think David King David exploit other people the weak people with his power but he did not David did not. So when we are accused falsely or criticized, we're always looking for someone to blame, something to blame. But God wants us to face 
our daily, our reality straight and encounter it, not avoiding it. And Jesus said, First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to to take the speck out of your brother's eye. After examining ourselves, we must ask what to do. Supplication. David cried out, Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake from me. You have appointed a judgment. Let the assembly of the peoples be gathered about you. Over it and returns on high. It is unfamiliar to us, but this is very familiar to Israelites because this is traditional slogan for Israeli army before the battle. As they're carrying out the Ark of the Covenant, they're shouting, Arise! Awake! And return! That's always they did in battle. So David acknowledging his battle, his life, his reality as a holy war. And God is the host of my war, my holy war. And you know the secret of victory in the holy war is remembering our righteous judge, the Lord, fairly. Because King David praises the Lord judges the people and judges me. We always, Lord, judge them. They're wrong, not me. But David asking, judge me if I'm wrong. So David said, the Lord judges the people and judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity that is in me. Righteous. Jadak in Hebrew means I'm facing God. I stand and facing God with undisturbed faith. Unshaken. Undisturbed faith. That's righteousness of God. Righteousness. And integrity in Hebrew is tom. It means Holy hearted. Because it means filled up. Filled up with God. That's holy hearted. It is a biblical perfection. Not worldly perfection. Flawless perfection. It is filled up with God. That's holy hearted. That's all we can translate. Tom in Hebrew. Which is. Jewish people think that's perfection in God. Fill myself with God. So our confidence in our battle, our calamity is from 
our undisturbed faith and faith in God and holy hearted, not indefinite or vague hope many Christians have. So David claimed, proclaims, My shield is with God who saves the upright in heart. There is righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. God feels indignation every day. Who is against him? Who is evil? Who is enemy? And we can be. David said, I can be enemy to God. For my sin, God will feel indignation too. So God is not my shield, friend. God is not my shield. My shield is I, my uprightness, my uprightness. In heart, in my heart, where my desire and decisions are. We think God should protect us all the time. Whatever, whenever. But our defense is my shield, my steady uprightness before God. Do you defend with your uprightness or with your indefinite hope? God's fury has no exception. David, so David praises, God is a righteous judge who feels indignation every day. But many Christians have deviated confidence in God. They abuse God's love and grace by doing wrong. So we, rem- we must remember God's one and only limitation, which is association with sin. That's the only limitation of our God. God cannot hang out with sin. So God forgive us over and over. But we know we cannot abuse his steadfast love. We must repent. We must live the worthy of that grace. Otherwise, we condemn ourselves. God does not condemn us. Already on the cross, Jesus already Remove the condemnation for all. God would not condemn us. We condemn ourselves. We cannot indulge our sin and grace together. But many people do. If we do, we cannot escape punishment of God. So David said, if we don't repent, God will wet his word. Maybe there's a missing of my slide there. So if we don't repent, we cannot escape the punishment of God. David said, if we, we don't repent, God will wet his sword. He has bent and readied his bow. He has prepared for him his deadly weapons, making his arrow fiery shafts. Scary, isn't it? God punishing us 
with all that? How does God punish us? What do you think? What is the punishment of God? Many people think it's calamities. Many people it is sickness, failure. No. God punishes us with success, our success, our freedom, with our prosperity. Isn't it? I know people, unsuccessful people, come to the Lord. I know poor people, more poor people, come to the Lord. I know more people in prison come to the Lord. Not the people with the freedom. So King David said, Behold, a wicked man conceives evil and is pregnant with the mischief and gives birth to lies. He makes a pit, digging it out, and falls into the hole that he has made. So we dig our own pit for our own punishment. Like I said, our success makes us being indifferent to the unsuccessful. Our good health make us deaf so we cannot listen to the groaning of the sick. Our wealth make us blind so we cannot see the misery of the poor. Sisters and brothers in Christ, are you resentful? Are you afflicted? Are people criticizing you? Remember, life is fair because God is fair. We want God to be unfair because God just favored me, but not other people, right? But God is fair, so life is fair. And God is our righteous judge. So when we are afflicted, when we are resentful, let us call our God, my God, who feels the indignation of sin of anyone every day. But so let don't be enemy of God. If we need to repent, if we need to return, we need to return and repent. Without repentance, without returning to God, we cannot just asking punish our enemies. So let's examine ourselves by standing before God with our righteousness and integrity. Then when God will rise and fight with our enemies and awake for judgment and gather all people who are restored, who repented, who returned to the Lord. Gather all those people and praise the Lord. How do we praise? How do we praise? Encourage the unsuccessful. Listen to the groaning of the sick. Visit the people in the hospital. Visit those people in the nursing home. You know what, I, I, you know, it is some, some kind of surprise to me. I visit people in the hospital, but not every day. 
I visit people in nursing home, not every day. But whenever they have issues, sickness, I visit them. But they're so appreciative, my visit. They're so encouraged. Your telephone call, your little call to your fellow Christian. I know many of you do that. But you do that. Even though you don't know them, send them a call if they're in a nursing home. They're so lonely. If they're going through chemo, they're so scared. That's why we should praise the Lord. And encounter the poor and be the blessing to them. Because God blessed you and me. God blessed us to be blessing for others. Amen. And now let us stand and sing the closing hymn, which is my favorite hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. Maybe you know the song, the story behind. The song written by Horatio Spafford, a rich man from Chicago. One day, he, he was, he was going to, he had a wonderful family. He has a, uh, daughters and sons and little, little daughters and sons, children. They were going to uh, tour Europe. And he sent his wife and his children first with, uh, uh, like, you know, uh, ferry, Atlantic. And then the ship sunk, like Titanic. All his wife and children drowned, died. And he sailing over to Atlantic, and people stopped there where the, the ship was sunk. And he, looking at the ocean, he wrote this song. God does not make life fair. Because we believe. Just God is fair, so we, our life is fair. So let's sing this song together. <laughs>